Welcome to today's Pastor's Chat. We're looking at Romans chapter 5, the last two verses that speaks of the grace of God. We've heard about sin. We've heard about judgment. We've heard about justification by faith that gives us so many blessings. And Paul ends this passage, this section, sin and salvation, with mention of God's wonderful grace. And then he starts chapter 6 with this great, great verse. What shall we say then? Shall we continue in sin that grace may abound? So there you see sin and grace. It's interesting when you look back in the Bible, the very first mention of grace in the Bible is found in Genesis chapter 6. And it says, And Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. When did he find that grace? He found it when sin had overtaken the world and the world was so corrupt that God was even, it says, sorry that he had made mankind and sought to destroy the whole world. But Noah found grace in the eyes of the Lord. God's a just God. God's a holy God. He has to punish sin or he would not be a just God. He wouldn't be God. But my friend, in the middle of that judgment, in the middle of that sin, there is the grace of God that can bring us salvation and bring us hope. Now, over the years, I've kind of formed my own definition of grace. Grace is not just God's unmerited favor. In other words, God given me what I do not deserve. God taking and having mercy on, mercy on me when I'm a sinner. That not, it's not just God's unmerited favor. God's grace is God giving me everything I need to become a Christian and then to live the Christian life. And so everything about the believer, everything about the Christian life, everything about living for God is touched and bound by God's grace. It's grounded in God's grace. That's why Paul would say in 1 Corinthians 15, 10, by the grace of God, I am what I am. Not by his intellect, not by his connections, not by his hard, diligent work, not because of his sufferings. He said, no, by the grace of God, I am that I am. Our standing before a holy God even today, the Bible says in Romans 5, 2, in this grace in which we stand, our behavior before a holy God, 2 Corinthians chapter 2, our living, we receive the abundance of grace and the free gift of righteousness that reigns in life through the one man, Christ Jesus, Romans 5, 12. Our holiness, God has called us with a holy calling because of his own purpose and grace, 2 Timothy 1.9. Our strength for living, Paul told Timothy, he said, be strong in the grace that is in our Lord Jesus Christ. It's good for our hearts to be strengthened by grace, Hebrews 13.9. When we speak, when we speak, our, so, our speech is to be seasoned and uh, always great, seasoned with salt and always be gracious in Colossians, we're told. Our serving, we're to serve one another as good stewards of the God's various and means of grace. Our sufficiency, oh, how I love this verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 12. 
Paul was talking about his suffering and how he had prayed for God to remove this thorn from his side. But God said, no, my grace is sufficient for you. And then in chapter 8, I mean chapter 9, verse 8, he says, God is able to make all grace abound to you, that you having all sufficiency in all things at all times may abound to every good work. I'm telling you, my friend, the only way we make it is by the grace of God. Yes, we're sin abound, where we're just, I mean, overwhelmed with the sins of the world and even sometimes our own sin. Oh, how we need to be reminded our God is a gracious God. And when we repent and turn from that sin and humble ourselves, God resists the proud, but He gives grace to the humble. Oh, today receive God's grace and then be a minister of the grace of God to everyone you can around you. Oh, I hope you'll be blessed today in the grace of God. Stand strong in that grace. Live in that grace. Receive that grace. And my friend, what a difference it'll make in your life and everyone's lives around you. God bless. Have a great day.